When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com with you for another episode of the Steelers Preview. The Triumphant Trio returns for another week of Steelers Talk. Let's bring in Brian Davis. What's up, Brian? Hey, I'm so glad to be here. How's everybody? I'm here. Can't complain about that, right? Beautiful day here in the Mid-Atlantic. Dave Schofield, what's up, Dave? Well, I am in a newly furnished or unfurnished room, but a newly floored room where I do my podcasts. And uh, until I get more furniture in here, I might sound a little bit different. One for Echo, two, because I was, I'm was i still struggling with my voice anyway. So hopefully you guys can put up with me tonight. Yeah, there you go. We'll be we'll be all right. We will make we will make do. The Pittsburgh Steelers have made do with what they have pulled off last week, a crazy upset win over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We talked about that in the post game show, and you've heard plenty of podcasts about that throughout the week. Now we get you geared up for the week seven Sunday night football game against the Miami Dolphins down in South Beach. Oh, the Dolphins are going to have it all hanging out with their aqua uniforms and their 50th anniversary celebration and all this jazz. I don't know. I'm going to ask you all right off the bat. Do you think this uh, has plays a role in this, or does it not matter? Brian, we'll start with you. I mean, the fans are going to be excited and fans, you know, that drips into the players, but then it's, then that goes away after five minutes. Dave, you agree or disagree? Yeah, it's going to matter about as much as Brian Flores being a coach and Minka Fitzpatrick going back to Miami. 
You know, it's funny because when I think about this, I'm like, oh, yeah, it doesn't matter. But then when Kevin Green got his Hall of Fame ring and stood there in, in, in Heinz Field at the time and supposedly gave a rousing uh, speech to the team before the game, that kind of mattered. <laughs> at least to me, it did. So maybe it will matter. We'll see. Uh, but yeah, the the prime time is is going to be what's up, Brian? What, what, are, you what, are, what are these guys going to say? Where's my pudding? <laughs> well, is Mercury Morris still alive? I don't think he is. No, I think he is. Is he? Is he? Because I I think he's still alive. No, I don't really know. <laughs> but for me, it's one of those things where I remember he used to always say, when every a team's undefeated, let's say they're 10 and 0, he'd say, don't call me when you're in my neighborhood. Call me when you're on my front step. When you're on my front step. Like, oh he my is God. still alive. I knew it. I knew he was still alive. <laughs> 75 years old. He's going to give a rousing speech, I bet. He's going to get them all hyped up. Old Mercury awesome. Morris. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, well, since we're talking about the Dolphins, obviously it's coming up. I do want to mention that uh, we have been doing something that was really kind of a last-minute thing. The three of us have all been doing it. The, the company Homage. Homage is a company based out of the worst state in the United States, which is the state of Ohio. Uh, but they put out really good gear. Uh, and the Steelers gear they put out is just awesome. And they also have partnered with Starter to do those retro starter jackets. We're not talking about when I was a kid, the starter jackets were the over the head, big pouch in the front, uh, half zipper on one side. This is not that starter jacket, as cool as that would be. This is like the Chuck Knoll 80s starter jacket. It's black. It's got the shiny look to it. The Steelers. Buttons. Buttoned up, yep. It's <laughs> oh, got it's the cool. logo on the chest. It's got Steelers on the back and on the side. Oh, there's just two little yellow stripes. You can check out what this jacket looks like on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Yeah, I might have to scroll down a little bit or click on the link that says BTSC Apparel, and you can find it there. We're giving away one of these jackets. It's $145 value. Uh, that's how much they sell for them. We're giving one away for free. You have to do our trivia, though, and that's only on our audio side. So you have to go back to my Wednesday Let's Ride. It was where you got the lowdown on the giveaway and the first clue. Dave gave you the second clue on his Stat Geek podcast this morning, Thursday morning. And then my third, the, the third clue is going to come on Friday morning with my Let's Ride. And Brian's on his Here We Go Steelers show will give you the final, fourth and final clue. The first person to email me all four correct answers wins that starter jacket for absolutely nothing. So, uh Yeah. Check it out if you want to. If you're, it's every every trivia question is somehow tied to Steelers and Dolphins. That's what we went with because it's leading up to the game. So give that a shot. Check it out. Want to throw that in there? Okay, Brian, I'm gonna toss it over to you about the the kind of like the headline of this podcast. It's about maturity, maturity in Miami. Go ahead and explain that. All right. So the headline is maturity in Miami could propel the Steelers dramatically, and this is a very young Steelers team. We all know that. They're, I mean, collectively, they're very young, especially on offense. Maturity, the reason I'm bringing that up, because I noticed a lot of that has was cleaned up a lot last week against Tampa. I kind of felt like the team had a lot more maturity, and they were a little more veteran, even if they were young last week. With There weren't mental losses. They, they were not, uh, there were not dumb penalties. And it all comes to a team that needs to grow up really fast. You can be a young team, but you have to be mature. And with some of these players, like we saw it last year with Chase Claypool in Minnesota with the celebration when the game's on the line, 
and you know dropping the ball and going forward and the clock's running and that could have cost them the game some might say that it did cost them in the game but that's last year this team i've noticed a difference between chase claypool from week one to week six i noticed with a lot of players and I saw some things that I didn't like just last week with Deontay Johnson before the game saying, Hey, you're, you're all going to be watching. You're not going away. So, you know, quit criticizing. You're not going to go away no matter how we play. Basically what he said, those that's the kind of stuff that still needs to be cleaned up. And if you could clean that all up and you can be a mature team on the field, despite your age, you are going to do a lot better as far as going forward, not just for week seven, but going into Philadelphia and the rest of this season. Well, let me ask you this, Brian, before I send it over to Dave and get his thoughts on the topic. I'm not disagreeing with you at all with the maturity front. There are a lot of players that need to mature or at least learn how to handle themselves in a more professional manner. You bring up like Deontay Johnson and his, his boy, his interviews are rough. And it's just sometimes he always just seems to put his foot in his mouth. Do you think that bleeds into on-field play, though? You know, in some cases it does, because on the field, when you have that kind of attitude and stuff is happening on the field, you're having mental lapses, you're having dumb penalties, you're getting a stupid roughing penalty. Now, I'm not talking about James Daniels sticking up for his player. That's not a stupid, unnecessary roughness penalty. That's sticking up. That's a statement penalty. Don't have a problem with that. But just doing just acting like you haven't been there and having a more mature kind of game. And I know I'm using that, that word a lot, but if you can, if you could raise your game and raise your maturity, your game is going to probably elevate. Dave, what are your thoughts on all this? with the maturity aspect of the team heading down into South beach. Well, when you get it handed to you as bad as you did in week five, you kind of got to grow up or just, or, or you're going to be in trouble. So it's kind of, I, I think the big loss to the Bills was a huge reality check for the team that, uh, yeah, you might have lost some close games and you might have been right there with some of the others. But when you just get dominated like that, you something's got to change. Something's got to change. So that's, to me, if you could build on what you did coming out of that game and continue to keep going with it is what's key. And, and the Steelers responded. I mean, that's what people need to realize is that the Steelers did respond and they responded in a big way. But I kind of agree with Brian and the fact that they have to they have to keep it going. This can't be a one game thing. This can't be, you know, oh, wow, we beat Tampa Bay. That's a big win. And as it was uh, written by Kyle Kreiss of what Ian's talking about for the website, it was one of the in the modern Steelers era. Uh, so that's the Cower and Tomlin years. Was it not the biggest upset win in Steelers that time period? Isn't that what the article said, Dave? Correct me it's it's one of. It, I I read all the – I don't remember what order they finished. <laughs> I really don't. Well, he went in and added Chuck Knoll, and it was – Chuck Knoll had one game that was – that was the only home game that they were that big of underdogs and came back and, and won the yeah, game outright. That I, I, Yeah, guys, when it came to, to a home game, the, the biggest one was that road game that was the first Cower game. Yes, 92. Yes. Yeah. So, it, it, you know, that's it was such a big win, and it was such a much-needed win. I think, though, just by hearing, we're talking about maturity. You add in all the stuff that's happening off-field. 
interviews, stuff like that. The, the more I listen to these players talk, and I listen to most of the player interviews that are put out there, whether it's on Twitter or on the actual Steelers app or Steelers website, no one is on their high horse right now. And I love that. I, I don't, I don't want to hear anyone talk about, look what we did last week. Everyone seems to be on, of the ilk that says it was just one game. It was just one game. Mike Tomlin said it's going to take more than one good performance to get that stench off us. And I agree. Now the question is, is do you think they can go in and do that? Brian, do you see that maturity happening or would you have to guess they're going to revert back to their previous ways? You know, in my heart, I don't think they're going to, I think this is, you know, kind of the narrative in the locker room. This is what Mike Tomlin's preaching. And I think it was, it might be that same show. The, the latest, what Ian's talking about when they said, when Mike Tomlin, I believe it's what they said. When Mike Tomlin comes out and says something, you hear four or five players reiterating that in their interviews. So that means his message is getting listened to. So um, I hope I'm crediting the right show. But when I'm talking about that, I I think they this is a team that is listening to Mike Tomlin. I I don't think that there's there's a divide on this team like you could have thought there was a few weeks ago when you had people blaming Matt Kennedy and all that. I think that stuff's been addressed in the locker room. One thing that I love that Mike Tomlin said, I think that all this, I don't want to call it nonsense, but all this narrative being brought back up about something that happened two weeks ago after the Jets loss, but at halftime, the Trubisky and Deontay Johnson dust up. And I, by the way, I love Chase Clay's answer to it. He's like, I was in the bathroom. I don't know. Um, but <laughs> But like bringing all that up and then they bring it up in the press conference and Mike Tomlin shut them down when when they said that he's like, even if they did get an argument, am I going to bring it out here in this environment? No, that's something you keep in the locker room. So if that's something that happened, if they got into a dust up, they got into a fight, whatever, that's kind of the stuff that needs to stay in the locker room and they they hash it out. Like I was joking last week with the, uh, you know, throwing all the baseball bats from D- Bull Dorham into the shower and talking about shower shoes and all of this, you know, that's kind of the stuff that this is a young team that can mature from the lead from their coach. And if they do that, yes, they're going to mature. And I think they can play well this week. I don't know if it was this show. I know I mentioned it on my Friday. Let's ride that I'm I'm reading Bill Cowher's book and it's really a good read. And it's for someone that, you know, Bill Cowher was the coach of the Steelers for my youth. And I did not live where I remember I was alive when Chuck Noll was still coach. I don't remember those teams though. And he talked about losing a team. Yeah. That's a, that's a common phrase, right? Oh, that coach has lost the team. And there were people saying this about Mike Tomlin in that one and four start, especially after Buffalo, especially when the report circulated that the two players were talking to Deontay Johnson and Mitch Trubisky were getting into it uh, at halftime. And Coward openly admits that it is real, that you can lose a team and the message gets lost and it could be a bunch of different things. And you don't ever have just one switch that you say, oh, I lost the team. I just need to flip the switch. I got to be honest. I agree with what Brian, you mentioned. I think it was what Ian's talking about said. I don't think Mike Tomlin's lost this team. I think they very much are still paying attention. They are very much still glued to what that guy is saying. Now you might disagree with where he's leading them, but they're not, they're not abandoning ship. Not, not, not yet. And especially not after week six, but Dave, what are your thoughts on all this? 
as he unmutes himself. There we go. As I unmute myself. <laughs> hey, you guys didn't want to hear that coughing fit I had in an echoey room either. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Well, Brian, it's funny because – you talk about the dust up and everything from the Jets game. I, I put a tweet. I don't tweet much, but when I do, I make it count. And that was one I put out there. I was like, you know, questions that weren't asked of Mike Tomlin. He wasn't asked about TJ Watt coming back. He wasn't asked about DeMonte KZ, who did start his 21-day window today. We're going to get to that. We're going to and, get to that. You know, they didn't ask about, well, what ultimately happened with DeMarvin Leal and how long you expect him to be out. Anything about that. Instead, they're asking him about a fight from two two games ago. I'm like, if you're going to ask questions that he's not going to answer, at least make it be something that's relevant with the team moving forward. You know, because yeah. that that's just good for a story for us as fans and everything. But that's not, you know, for people that are looking for what this team is doing moving forward, that's ultimately what everything comes to. And you said about, you know, losing the team um, and, and things of that nature. Yeah, absolutely. You can. That's why this was such an important game this past week. Yeah. There Are goes my next up? segment. No. Oh, my that? next segment was let's talk about YouTube comments from three weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> I feel it's it's kind of like the mean tweet segment of <laughs> 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 we should totally do something like that. <laughs> All right, I'm not going to say it anymore. All right, let's get to some news. Uh, we normally do this right off the bat, but I just had to wait a little bit. Dave brought it up. DeMonte Casey had his 21-day uh, clock window, however you want to refer to it, started today, Thursday, and that means that he's back in practice. That's all that means right now. Uh, could he be activated this week? He could be. A lot of teams do that. I've, I've Have you watched the rest of the league? There's a lot of teams, once they get that 21-day started, that weekend they're activated and they're on the roster. The Steelers, correct me if I'm wrong, Dave, have never done that. They have never activated a player to practice and then activated them that week. I don't ever remember that happening. Ever. They didn't do it last year. No, they haven't done it this year either. They haven't done it this year. They, I think they, they might have done it in okay. 2020. But I'm not. I, I can't think of a specific example where they did. I know they didn't last year, and they didn't this year. No, not yet. Now, KZ, not they yet. could technically activate him by this Sunday, and he could be on the roster for Sunday night. But go ahead, Dave. To me, it takes a, someone who's a caliber of a TJ Watt to be activated early yeah. in the week and play that week. Um, you know, if it would have been a Ben Roethlisberger or someone, someone like that, I could see when Watt comes back, them opening it up for him to practice and whatnot. But uh, the biggest thing is, is why not get to practice in with these guys when they don't count on the fifty-three to do it as much as possible? If you're, if you don't have to have them for the game. Yeah, no, you're right, Brian. Um, what, what do you think about KZ's potential return to the defense? I think that would be mammoth. I would love to see him back there because you're when you have those other two guys in Edmonds and Fitzpatrick on the field and you add a guy the caliber of KZ, that's going to be very important to this team. Uh, I like the look of the, the defensive backs. Of course, after last week, you got to feel pretty good about the uh, the depth of the defensive backfield by seeing some guys. Uh, I liken it to a bullpen. You know, bringing in, you know, James Pierre is like, all right, we, you got to bring in the lefty. You got to bring in somebody, a middle reliever to step up. Or sometimes you've got to do a spot start 
one of the from the bullpen doing a spot start every once in a blue moon. And I feel like that's what they did. And it worked. Um, to go back to answer your question, if I'm not mistaken, the only other guy I can think of them doing it with was Bud Dupree back in 16. He had the first six weeks off of the season um, on IR and when they brought him back in. I think that they brought him back in right away, but I, I cannot remember fully. Now, last year, we waited for them to do it with Stefan to it, and oh. it never happened. That was well, he never video. opened the window. No, Dotson opened the window and oh, yeah, they never right. talked about him, yeah. and he was just didn't come that's back. it. It was Dotson, yeah. too. That's like the ongoing storyline is it going to be this week? Are they going to activate him off of uh IR this week? And no, no, no. <laughs> so, when you say that they're like uh closers, are they like the Stan Belindas? Are they like the Tony Watsons, Brian? Like, I mean, where are we going with this? Because they, they're also some bad, clo- they're also bad relievers, not closers, relievers, is what I meant to say. Okay, I'm going to go way back to about 30 years. He's a Bob Kipper. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> you know, solid, solid lefty coming out. But, uh, number 16, Bob Kipper. I remember him. But, you know, I, I think a guy like that, um, or if you think of like the the nasty boys, uh, like a Rob Dibble, you know, mm. uh, leading up to a, uh, a the real closer, which was uh, Randy Myers, I think, back then. But I, I think it would yeah. be something like that, you know, that that stud middle reliever that comes it. in and eats up some innings, or you might have to start them every once in a blue month. Stan the man, Belinda. All right, I have a kind of a question about uh, IR guys. So with the injury, you know, injured reserve, the way it works is once a twenty-one day window is opened or started, clock, whatever. If, it, if the player is not activated in within those twenty-one days, they then go on season-ending injured reserve, meaning they are done for the year. Dave, when is Calvin Austin's window closed? Do you know by chance when he was officially started? Yes. He started, I think it was it was October the 5th or Wednesday. No. I think it was. He, he basically has, I think it's to the 26th. It's next week. Whether okay. it's Tuesday or Wednesday is a, is a little bit up in the air because the does day does day one count as day one or is it is the next day day one you know what i mean yeah um that so it's either next tuesday or wednesday i assume it's wednesday they don't have to bring him up for this game uh but they could but with a rookie who didn't play at all in the preseason why not get as much practice with him when it doesn't count on the roster so you kind of had a feeling they were going to use most of the time with him anyway so it's it's getting down to it my question for you always is how does Calvin Austin get a spot on the 53 man roster? And this is, you know, barring injury, which there, you know, you can always move someone to injured reserve with Leal going to IR that promoted Josh Jackson last week, I think was the guy that got brought up. Mm-hmm. You could then just move, but how many receivers do you need on roster? Can, 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 can I give a bad answer before he says it? Because this is the kind of answer Bad would give. Well, apparently, you know, most likely Chase Claypool is going to have to get his dip from somebody else. Uh, (laughs) That's what I expected Brian says. Gunner O, you can't read that. Yeah. There you go. So you you guys are both saying that it's a swap, just Gunner's gone, Calvin Austin's in. But that's why it might not be this week because Sims has missed practice. We'll get to that. We'll yeah, get to that um, for two days. So if he doesn't go and Gunner returns, they might wait until after this game and say, all right, this is what we're going to go with. But, I mean, did I got to look back. Gunner didn't even play outside of special teams and not returning. 
he didn't get anything on offense or or anything of that nature. Gunner was a gunner. Yeah. <laughs> Brian, what do you think? Not only that, when you know when you got the uh the red rifle treatment with uh Steven Sims in Buffalo and he shot his eye out with a ball and you did not see Gunner O back there, you kind of knew that that uh he's kind of on the outs. I hate to you know, I, I hate to see that with any player, but Mike Tomlin said One's one's one, two's a habit. I, I just think it's a numbers game, and I just think you have to swap a receiver. And so, if there's an injury and and it's an uh, someone goes on IR to get someone off, I, I, I yeah, you could release a Josh a Josh Jackson, and you could promote Calvin Austin. But again, you don't need that many you wide receivers. Eight, you don't need eight receivers. They only use three. Really, <laughs> they only use three. And you don't need another one. So that's why a lot of people, they keep on saying, well, they could do this, that, and the other. It's like, yeah, but at the same time, you know, Gunner O, shoot, he was brought in to be a return specialist. And when you lose that job, what's your value? You know, yeah. and Miles Boykin, a lot of people in the line chat are saying, well, what about Miles Boykin? Miles Boykin might not be the receiver. That dude is a really good special teams player. And that's I something Jeffrey Bennett, Jeffrey Benedict watches special teams. I mean, like close. And he said, he's one of the best gunners in the league. So good, Brian. He I, might be untouchable right now. Yeah, there is value there. For sure. But but I'll be honest with you. When when the reason I don't think they're going to bring CA three back this week, I don't know that they have an, an active spot for him, and they might not have a, have an active spot for him until after the buy. Meaning a helmet on game day. Yeah, but they have to get him on the fifty three or a season's day. Yeah, exactly. And so yeah, that's that's a big thing. And. We'll see. And I, I don't think trades. I know someone just brought it up in the uh, live chat that you know, trades. I, I just don't think that's in the cards for the Steelers right now. Um, but we can talk about it quickly. Do you see them making a trade before the deadline, Brian, November 1st? Yeah, I actually do. Um, really? Yeah, I I really do. I It's not the guy that, that I want to see go. I don't want to see Chase Claypool go. I'm going to go on the record and say that right now. That could be unpopular, but... I uh, I was actually supporting him in that Buffalo game when people were going after him. Like, uh, yo, Chase didn't really do anything wrong in this game. Um, the guy that I would actually see, and we talked about this, and you'll hear this on tomorrow's Here We Go, the Steelers show. Um, both Kevin and I would say that if you had to trade one of the two wide receivers, Deontay Johnson might be the guy that you would trade. Now, I don't know what you're going to get for either one of them. I mean, you have a desperate team and desperate teams, you know, Desperate teams, you know, send a five, a fifth rounder for Joshua Dobbs, you know, so you, you never know what's going to happen. And the the guys in the wide receiver poll I was reading today are not that good. Um, so, and Chase might be on the top of that list, but not a lot of people are thinking about, uh, thinking right now that, uh, Deontay Johnson's not going to be there on the list, but I could see them trying to, uh, move not just Mason Rudolph, but one of those two guys. Okay. Dave, what do you think? Trade? Any any trades making? Well, first, a couple of things. First of all, Deontay Johnson has almost $6 million in dead money next year, let alone everything, you know, this year. Um, so they're like, oh, well, his contract's not the, that bad. Or, 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 or no, oh, oh, sorry, I said that that wrong. Um if they traded him, it would all come due next year. So it wouldn't be $6 million. It would be all, it would be over $11 million. 
mm-hmm. next year that it would that it, that if they traded him um is i'm pretty sure uh that's how that would work so yeah um and then you say chase claypool or whatever to me you're only going to trade a receiver is if you are completely certain that calvin austin is going to come in without you know and be able to step right in and take significant snaps right now you know more of uh, th- than anything else. And I, I don't know if that's the case. Do I think the Steelers could could make a trade by the trade deadline? Absolutely. I think it's more likely of bringing somebody in more than it would be sending someone away. Mm, that's interesting. You know, I, I always think about Matty Peverell, his War Room podcast. He starts it as an audio-only podcast, but y'all that watch on Facebook and YouTube, you know him from the Touchdown Under podcast. Uh, the War Room, he always starts it off the same way. The podcast that puts you in the minds of Mike Tomlin and Omar Khan <laughs> and all the, the brain trust. So I put myself in Omar Khan's shoes and I think to myself, okay, I've got a phone. I'll listen. Let's yeah. say the Green Bay Packers call me up. Yeah, what's up? Hey, Omar, we're thinking about Chase Claypool. What's it going to take? Hey, I don't got to move him at all. You know, he's on his third year's rookie deal. We still have a fourth year of control over him. He's making plays for the team. He just seems like he's settling in. What are you thinking? We're thinking a fifth. Ha, try. It's going to have to be better than that. Fourth, you're going to have to sweeten the pot somehow. You could you could do that. And if Omar Khan is smart, he says, hey, if you're not going to give me a day two pick, I'm not making the move. I'm not going to make the move. I don't need to make the move. That's the way he should play his cards with him, with Mason Rudolph, with anyone else that they're, someone said Washington. The commanders are interested in Mason Rudolph. Okay, let's talk. What are you willing to give up? Six round pick. <laughs> Thanks. Click. Nope. <laughs> Make them call back. Like this is what it is. I mean, I'm I'm not suggesting that they, you know, if Chase Claypool garners a third, that they should say no. I think that's a day two pick. You would take that and you'd send him. But at the same time, are you sure the player you're going to get is going to give you more than what Claypool would give you next year? Well, but that's the question that you have to ask. So let's yeah. say they do give you a third. My question isn't so much with the draft pick. It is. Do they have the the roster that they can withstand that loss for the rest now, of this year? Yes, yeah. exactly. So if you think that Miles Boykin could actually do that job, then you could move Chase Claypool yeah. and you could just move Miles Boykin into that role. That is feasible. I don't think you want to go with the all Smurfs route and bring Calvin Austin <laughs> into that role. And I'm not calling the Smurf. That's a I don't want the, you thought people thinking that's a derogatory term towards people that are vertically challenged. I'm talking about there was an actual receiver core that they called the Smurfs that were all very short in stature. There you yeah. go. Well, they won a Super Bowl, too. <laughs> they also did. Well, because, I mean, if you really wanted to argue, I could say that, you know, I have to, I could tell my family, sorry, I got to go down and do my podcast with the Smurfs tonight. So, because yes. uh, it, it's not like you you guys are setting any records either. <laughs> Everyone is a Smurf to you, Dave. You're huge. You're what, six, five or something yeah. like that? I mean, my gosh. Jeez. No. I'm an average um, man of five foot nine inches. <laughs> yes. I lie that I'm five foot nine inches. <laughs> <laughs> but Je- Jeff brought up something. It's called, it's called value above replacement. How much value are you getting based on what it takes to replace that player, whether it's for the rest of this season and going forward. It, and, and like you said, it is too. It's, it's, it's what are you going to get for next year with what you get in return and how much of a drop-off is it this year if you move that player? Is that worth it? Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's not as easy as just let's make the move. You know, and, and it's the same with Mason Rudolph. You saw in week six how fast things can change. So Kenny Pickett... Yes, thankfully, was not that. It, it's, it doesn't seem that bad. But if 
one of the quarterbacks goes down for a long-term injury, well, you're wishing you still had Mason Rudolph on your roster. So it's, it's just really interesting. And then you can get into the whole comp pick stuff. I don't want to talk about all that. Uh, we'll see how it plays out. There's still a couple weeks left before that trade deadline. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Cards issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. Let's get to some good news. I want to hear some good news. Not players leaving. I'm talking about players coming back, and that's the injury report. A really good one for the Steelers. Dave, why don't you read that off? Okay, hopefully this echo doesn't make it too terrible. I'm going to read off all the players that were on the list but were full participants on Thursday. Kenny Pickett, Cam Sutton, Akella Witherspoon, Levi Wallace, Minka Fitzpatrick, Miles Jack, Mason Cole, James Daniels, Pat Frermuth, Chris Wormley, and Larry Ogunjobi. All full participants on Thursday. The only ones that were anything was uh, there was Stephen Sims did not practice Wednesday or Thursday. And then two new names today. One was Cam Hayward rest didn't practice. Who cares? And then James Pierre limited with a hip. That's when a player shows up limited with a new injury on a Thursday. Friday's always interesting. I wouldn't be shocked to see James Pierre DNP. Did he hurt his hip during practice and couldn't continue? How bad is it? You never know. Like I said, the range for limited is so frustrating. You take one rep and one drill, you're at least limited. You take everything but one rep and run one drill, you are limited. It's somewhere in there. So we don't know exactly what it is with James Pierre and his hip. Or, according to the Steelers, you could have a player that goes through all the individual drills <laughs> and he didn't practice at all. And then you can change it uh, for three and a half hours later. Clerical error. They cut yeah. and paste components. Well, hey, at least today <laughs> on the injury report, they spelled Kenny Pickett's name right. Yesterday they did. They, they spelled it wrong. Are you serious? Yeah. I didn't notice it either. Uh, someone pointed oh, out in, uh, in the comments God. of the article that, yeah, the, 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 the graphic that they put out from the PR department, uh, Pickett only had one T. <laughs> 
that was my college paper, the the, yeah. the picket. Yeah, the the, uh, the the cut and paste component was the cut and paste component. Sometimes there. I hate this organization. Dave knows that. I say that like weekly. I hate this organization so much sometimes. Not the team, just the organization. All right. Um, Brian, which player are you most excited about getting back? Because there's a lot of players that are going to be back in the lineup in week seven as it looks right now on Thursday night. What do you think? You have three hours because, because <laughs> about a lot of these guys, of course, Minka, you, you know, Minka's Minka's your guy on defense. He's, he, I, I kind of feel like even though he doesn't have the microphone because he's, uh, he doesn't have that, he's not the captain, he's not calling plays, he doesn't have the green dot, but he is, he's your. He's your Superman out there. He is he is the brains behind there and also the engine too when when TJ Watt's not out there. And that's that's apologies to Cam Hayward there too. But I think I think Mink is that guy. Um on offense, yeah, I want to see Kenny Pickett come back if he's healthy. And it looks like he might, but I want to see how he uh how he continues to grow. The the sad thing about the reason that I was upset about the injury so much, it wasn't because Mitch Trubisky was coming in because I was fine with Mitch Trubisky coming in. I wanted to see if he, if uh, Kenny Pickett could put points on the board against Tampa Bay and if he could have pulled out that win. Now, some of you say, no, he wouldn't have been able to. Now, we don't know. We don't know what would have happened. So I that's kind of what I wanted to see. So I want to see him in prime time. I want to see him in Miami, and I, I'm – I want to see how he grows. There's a lot of fans out there. Now, Dave, I'm going to ask you the same question in a second, but I want to take a quick side here. Uh, there's a lot of fans, both Dolphins fans that are pissed off. There's Steeler fans that are concerned about Kenny Pickett's well-being. And, hey, that's fine. Like, it, not, Well, the Dolphins fans are mad about Teddy Bridgewater, but I'm talking about their Steeler fans that are like, look, we see what's happened with Pat Fryermuth, three concussions in two years. It's scary. Yeah, you don't want to see anyone on a team that you root for that you have a vested interest in deal with any type of head injuries. Dave outlined it beautifully on his Stat Geek podcast Thursday morning about how the Steelers are following the protocol. They are not cutting corners. They are not trying to weasel Kenny Pickett back into the lineup. So, Dave, I want to give you a, a second here, obviously more than a second, but to to kind of illustrate what you learned as you read through the protocol and what the Steelers are doing and how it is what the NFL wants them to do. Okay. Well, if any of you saw me have a weird reaction a couple minutes ago, it's because I just looked and saw that the Penguins are now up six to nothing. Sorry. <laughs> um, now, as he comes through the protocol, there is, I, it says it right in the document that they did that was updated in, on, in October. I think it was October 8th. I, I said the right date um, on my podcast for on stat geek that it says, no two, no two concussions are the same. You know, there's a wide variety of things here. And there's also so many other factors that are involved with everything. And it, this was another thing that I, I just got to thinking about this more and more and more. I mean, if a player is taking medication for something that could possibly mask their symptoms, then they have to keep them and monitor them even longer to make sure that, you know, they're always erring on the side of caution, erring on the side of caution. And it, it was very thorough how everything was laid out in the game day principles. And there are five phases to go through as you come out. But the thing is, Kenny didn't have to be all the way into phase five in order to practice yesterday. Now he probably did in order to be today, but if he practiced 
yesterday in phase four and everything was fine, then he should have moved to phase five. So it all depends on what you're doing, what your position is. My, I mean, my th think about a kicker. A kicker could probably go out there in a lesser phase and still do everything, but they're not that they would normally do. It, it, everything is so different based on 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 the symptoms. They have to take written tests. They have to then, once they've realized that the light sensitivity thing isn't an issue, then they have to take electronic tests. They have, they have to take baseline tests in the preseason. So they have a baseline for every player of what they should be doing so they can judge it. They even then adjust it based on any, any diagnosed learning disability of the player. This is thorough stuff. So trust me. And, and like Coach Tomlin said, this was my favorite. You've got people that are dealing with concussions coming to our city to get answers. Do We've it, got the people. We've got the people. I'm trusting what they've got to say. Yeah, Tua, it's, it's, he's become the poster boy of what not to do in terms of concussions in the NFL, came to Pittsburgh before getting final clearance. Met with yeah. the experts at UPMC. So gives you a little bit of an insight there. So good stuff as always. But Dave, who are you most excited about seeing coming back from injury this week? Matt Canada. <laughs> no, coming back? No. Is he hurt? <laughs> no. Dude, and I honestly, hope he is because that would no. explain some things. No, that's not <laughs> I'm just saying there's a fact here. What, what I'm going to say is this. I wonder if Matt Canada could learn a lesson and realize, okay, Chase Claypool, he did pretty good when he's in the middle of the field. You know, Pat Frayermuth, he does pretty good when he's here and in the middle of the field. If I have both of them, am I still only allowed to have only one of them in the middle of the field? No. Use them both. Use them both is what I'm hoping happens. I'm excited about Frayermuth for the offense, assuming that they're then going to actually – you know, sometimes you, you bring a player back to that should be great, and then they change up what they're doing stuff with other people, and it's not as good. That's one concern I have there. But Brian already took the answer. I mean, you know, the, spin the wheel about which player in the secondary is great to get back. But at the same time, if they're if they're if they come back and they're not getting the job done, it's so great to know that you had these other guys that stepped up and played well. Yeah, just so you know, that Matt Cannon answer was very close to being a B.J. Finney answer. That was borderline <laughs> B.J. Finney there. <laughs> you didn't phrase the question right for me to answer that way, but I tried to squeeze it in. The classic but, no, I, 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 but, but you know Finney. what? I, did, did that make sense? That, you know, that part of the reason I think Claypool did so well was they said, oh, oh yeah. let's juice him in the middle of the field. You know what? I've got a great idea. Why don't you? It works so well. This is off the subject, but you know Kenny Pickett coming back. You could even say about Kenny Pickett coming back because he missed he missed almost half the game. If the Steelers are in a third and fifteen, and you see every receiver not go further than seven yards down the field, I think I'm going to um, chuck my terrible towel, hopefully in a direction that doesn't take out all my Legos, because that's just going to be infuriating. Because I know that was a really nerdy answer. Not because <laughs> not the Legos, man. Um, <laughs> Because the last thing you want to have happen, I mean, they, they showed what they could do with the aggressiveness on third down. Don't come back with Kenny Pickett and not do the same thing. Don't come back with Pat Frermuth and then say, we're not going to have Chase Claypool in the middle of the field anymore. Don't do that. Don't do that. Utilize all these things. Brian, you want to say something? Yeah. You had to bring up Finney? <laughs> that was... <laughs> That was a brilliant answer from me because I was thinking outside. No, the you, just, you just you just answered was, it to the wrong question. Is that when he was with Cincinnati? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I it was so. it was because he was replacing a player. It was a, 
it was it was because you had his pants that's why yeah no it was a well thought of <laughs> you guys just don't get me sometimes <laughs> that is fact that is fact there are times i don't get you all right so Let's do some over under. We're getting Wait, ready for the did, what? Did you want? Did you want oh, me the to real Miami quick? side? Sure. Yeah, I forgot about that. Go I don't on. even know. I don't even know these guys. So I'm just saying. Any okay. rest player, leave them off. Okay. Um, what if it was illness? <laughs> like, yeah, like yes, for yes, example, yeah. um, tackle Taron Armstead, toe limited. Linebacker Sam. Egg, uh, wow. How am I going to do this one? Egg, <laughs> Illness didn't practice, but it's not, it's not injury related, so we can leave that one go. <laughs> yeah, quarterback Keon Crossed knee didn't practice. Uh, that guy that we don't want to talk about had vet rest. We're not talking about him. Um, a man, uh, defensive end Emmanuel Ogaba back didn't participate. Defensive tackle Christian Wilkin hands limited. Linebacker Jerome Baker hip limited. Uh, can skip that one. Cornerback Cater Kohu ha ha I don't know. <laughs> Oblique limited. <laughs> Running back Raheem Mostert. That's my new ringtone. Dave saying that. <laughs> You're gonna pull that sound and do it. I know. That sounds like um, Finding Nemo. Uh, Mostert knee full participant. Um, defensive lineman Zach Seiler hand limited. Tight end Durham Smythe hamstring limited. Quarterback Kyler Thompson right thumb limited. Uh, defensive back uh, Elijah Campbell foot came back as a full uh, tight end Tanner Connor knee full um, and tackle Greg Little Achilles limited. Shark bait. Ooh, ha, ha. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Mount what a huckaloogie. <laughs> All right. Good stuff. Um, the rig. Oh, fine. Sorry. <laughs> that's such a good movie. Okay. Uh, let's do some over under here. Brian, do you have your little notepad ready? I do. So did you decide which one you're going to give me credit for? That's true. He did bring up a good point, Brian. Because two weeks ago you said, oh, well, you, you picked the Bills, but you picked the Steelers to cover so you don't get a point. And then this past week you said, oh, well, you 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 picked, you didn't pick the Steelers, but they did cover like you picked, but you don't get a point. You, you can't have it both ways. No, I, I told you on the phone, Dave, I made a mistake. I didn't. Okay, I couldn't I, remember what you said. Yeah, I just remember I, giving I, you a hard time. I'll, I'll give that to you. Hey, because I, calling I, you out, Brian, on the air. Yeah, I mean, gosh, I mean. Like, no, no, no. It's not just that you're giving me a point. I want to know which one. I want to know: is it are we going winner or are we going spread? No, it's it's been spread since. Okay, the but I made a mistake. I thought you went against the spread, and I didn't because you made the change. I'm I like, specifically I changed it to just barely be under the spread. Yeah, and I <laughs> I wasn't paying attention. Yeah, to that. He'll so call so. you out. He'll call you out. He called me out for using rankings on my show. So. <laughs> Lord yeah. forbid, he owns all the stats. We can't use any stats. I will say this, and I'm, we need to, we need to talk to Dave's wife. We need to talk to Rich. I got to ask this question. I have a feeling that there's some board game that it's called the incident, like the Scrabble incident, or something with Dave. Oh, there's, there's some kind of it could be the Pictionary oh. incident. Oh no. Okay. But I guarantee you, no, he, he went the, off and went crazy. The answer for that one is for my sister. Because it's true. Because it was a double incident, and it was with a board game, and it was it was not good. <laughs> what game was it? Uh, well, the first one was Life, when she, when I was crushing it, and she put all her money on one number and spun it to win. <laughs> at, at the end, and then we played. We have this. We have this 
phenomenal board game growing up. I, I have a copy. It's called the Christmas game. It's uh, it's about Christmas. What do you know? But it's similar to Monopoly, and you got to buy gifts and whatever. But they have this thing called Super Shopper. If you land on this space, you roll the dice. If you get snake eyes or box cards, you automatically win the game. And of course, I'm crushing my sister in this game right after she beat me at life. And what does she do? Boom! Snake eyes. I'm done. Dave broke the Christmas game. <laughs> I broke. I broke Christmas. Ladies and gentlemen, the year Dave ruined Christmas. <laughs> I can just see Dave Hulk smash. Oh. <laughs> oh, no, pieces, pieces of the board game just go flying everywhere. <laughs> Don't even ask them about the infamous uh, um, uh, kneeboarding incident. <laughs> <laughs> that That's a whole other show, yeah. I think. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do some over-under here. Let's get this train back on the tracks. Let's go. Chase Claypool had a big game last week. They led the team in receiving. I believe he had 96 yards receiving. Mm-hmm. A little lower output. I just don't see anyone having consistent great games. George Pickens had two weeks in a row, but I have Chase Claypool's over under in Miami at 65 and a half. 65 and a half. Brian, we'll start with you. Over or under? You know, the smart answer would be under, but I really believe in Chase right now. So I'm going to say that he dub- uh, he doubles down and has a, another good game. Okay. So over. Dave, what about you? My heart says to do that, but my head just says Pat Frermuth's going to get some catches as well. And who's it going to take it from? Probably the other guy that was using the middle of the field. So I'm going to say just under. I'm making the assumption Kenny Pickett is going to play. And Kenny Pickett and George Pickens are the ones that have that connection. I'm going to go with the under in this one. I think he has a good game. He still has some catches. I think he's going to be around mm-hmm. 40 yards. And Pat Frymuth coming back will also. That was just receiving game. yards, right? That didn't count. That is rushing. just receiving yards. Okay. Yes, just receiving yards. Let's go with uh, one that was, well, I think I was the only one that got it right last week. We're sticking with the same line. It's Steelers sacks. They have not gotten to the quarterback with regularity. The Steelers uh, got two last week of Tom Brady. I have the line at one and a half. I'm keeping it at one and a half this week over under Steelers sacks of, I guess, two or whoever they put out there at any time. One and a half, Brian, over under. I'm actually going to go over this week. I got bit by thinking that they weren't going to get any last week. So, Dave? Yeah, I'm going over again. All right, sorry, as well. Okay. I, it's not again. I went under last week. I screwed that one up, but no, I'm going over. I'm going over, but I'm just going to go with two. I'm not going for a crazy. I would love a crazy output like they had in in week one somehow. And remember, that wasn't all TJ Watt. He only had one of those sacks, but um, I'm not sure if I see that happening. I'm just still going to go with the the over. Maybe they're finding, figuring it out. Pittsburgh Steelers turnovers. How many times they turn the ball over? I'm going with a half. So this is, they're coming off a no turnover game against Tampa Bay. Brian, you taking the over or the under? Yeah, I'll take the over. All right, Dave? Yeah, I'm going to have to go over as well. It's so hard to go two straight games clean when you're that young of an offense. Under. Under. I think Good. I have uh, using my head. No, not Good. using my head, using my heart. Yeah. Okay, let's go with Pat Fryermuth, who's going to make his return to the lineup, his receiving yards. I have it set at 45 and a half. 45 and a half, Brian, what do you think? Let's go over. Mm, okay, Dave. Before you said a number, I had 41 in my head, so I better go under. I, too, am going to go under. Uh, I 
goodness, I hope I'm wrong, but I just think that they're going to spread the ball around. I don't see anyone really going berserk. And if I do, I would choose Big George, as Matt Canada called him. The last one. I've never done one like this on this show before. It's the opposition. Combined receiving yards, Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell. Combined receiving yards, 152.5. Total combined receiving yards for uh, Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell. Brian, over, under. Over. Okay, Dave. Yeah, I was thinking more round, you know, 200, believe it or not, but I don't know. Both going to get 100 or or one goes higher than the other. Yeah. Um, With all the defensive backs coming back. We've seen Tyreek Hill go off against those defensive backs just last year. Have we? Have we? Did he go off against them or was it Kelsey? Tyreek had a couple touchdowns. He at least had one touchdown. Yeah. But uh, this is about yardage in the playoffs. No, this is about yardage. I don't remember I, Tyreek Hill ever going off on the Steelers, but that's just me. I could be wrong. I'll look it up. You look I'll, it up. I'll, I'm going to see if I can get it first. <laughs> it's a race. Who's gonna it's get a it? race. <laughs> I just remember, I, I think, I always thought it was Travis Kelsey that just annihilated the Steelers' defense, but I could be wrong. This is my first time ever doing this type of over-under, too, so I'm trying to manipulate All right. my way. Okay, last year, Tyreek Hill had 57 yards. In in the playoffs or in, in the, the playoffs? In the playoffs. Okay. He had five catches for 57 yards. Okay. Right. That's he might have had touchdowns. I'm just saying, like, I'm talking about yardage, not touchdowns. I'm going to go under. I'm going to go under on this one. I, I think yeah, he only had 19 in the in the regular season one. Hmm. Okay, well, yeah. And and does, and I have Waddle on my fantasy team. Is he even playing? Apology accepted, Brian. I assume, but... <laughs> I, I give you apologies at least 17 times a week with all my screw-ups. Hey, what did you go, Dave, under? Uh, uh, with 152? Oh, I, oh, I went over. Okay. Is that go, five? Did no, you have five? No. I did, did I six. One? I had Claypool Yards, Pittsburgh Steelers sacks. Oh, I did. I forgot one. I skipped one. Uh, Steelers passing touchdowns. I, I just left it as general passing touchdowns. So this could be anyone. If they do a halfback pass, it would count at one and a half. Brian over under. I'll go over with two. Dave? I'm going to this week as well. I'm going to go over as well. So all three of us go over. So yeah, that was my fault. I skipped over oh. it. So it should be, you should have six, Brian. Jeff, apology accepted. <laughs> I did say I'm sorry, unlike you. Okay. Um, now that we know all that information, let's do the, uh, the spread still seven, Dave, last you checked. Um, maybe I should hit refresh, but it was seven and the over under 45. I will refresh the page. It's a half hour old. You never know what could change in that time. Know. You never know. So um, it, it changed. Was that last week? It changed during the show. So well, yeah, it's still, well, it's still it, seven and 45. And it changed drastically after the Friday injury report. Was uh, yes. <laughs> Okay, uh, Brian, how do you see it shaking out? What's your prediction? All right, so I'm just going to follow uh, Dave's lead and just change it later. Uh, right now, <laughs> um, I'm going to go with – because last week I went Steelers 23, Buccaneers 20, and then I changed it, which when you change it, that means it's gone. The The one you change it with means, means that it's gone. So I'm going to go ahead and say Dolphins 27, Steelers 24, Steelers will cover. What did you say? You said Dolphins 27, Steelers 24. Okay. Yep. 
Dave, go ahead. What's your See, score? to me, what we say on this show is what it is. If we change it for the article, we can do whatever we want. But, uh, uh, and I don't know that I'll definitely do the same thing for the article. But this oh, week, so I'm going to get the point then. Oh, that's see, so what I don't know. I don't even care. Uh, I, I'm just disagreeing just for just 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 for fun. Um, what are we talking about? Oh, my, my pick for the game. Yes. This was one the Steelers right now are two and four, which is exactly where I had them to be. I just they just didn't win the right games. But this was one that I had them winning um before. I, I'm gonna go with it. I'm gonna I'm gonna go 26 to 18. Who? Steelers. Oh, good. There you go. Uh, you know who I'm going to pick. The question mm-hmm. is, is what is my score going to be? I actually had the same score as Brian, just flip-flop the result. I have the Steelers winning this game 27 to the Dolphins 24. I think Tua looks a little bit rusty in his return. I don't think it's as smooth as a lot of people are expecting. I think the Steelers, they might be riding high a little bit after their week six win over Tom Brady and the boys. So I have the Steelers 27-24 winning this game and obviously covering it. And the money line bet is actually pretty nice, I think, if you're uh, wanting to try that bet out. I, so it's, I got it right here. Plus 235 or something like that? Um, It's plus 350. Well, wait, no, no, wait. That's no. the Eagles. That's the I was ahead. I was a week <laughs> ahead. That was the Eagles game. It's plus 270. Oh, still, that's that's good. Yeah. That's good. There you go. All right. So let's do some trivia. Brian, what do you have? Okay, this is a really simple one. Mm -hmm. This player was a pro bowler for both Pittsburgh and the Dolphins, and he had his best statistical category on one of the big ones for his position with the Dolphins and not the Steelers. Who was he? Joey Porter. And what was the stat? Sacks? Yes. Yay. <laughs> See, yeah, yeah. <laughs> how many? It. I just had to say it how quickly. many. Oh, oh. oh, how many? I thought you said how many sacks. Oh. Uh, in one season, in that one season, right? One season. And a half. I'll, I'll go with 12. Joey Porter, with his output in that very first year that he was gone in 2007, would have been the Steelers' all time sack leader with 17 and a half. Wow. wow. I realize he had that many. Man. Yeah. Well, he had that. I remember he had the pick against Pittsburgh and he was on the sideline and at Heinz Field. And he's like, You love me. You love me. <laughs> 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 All right. Gosh, I hated seeing him in that stupid aqua uniform, though. Okay. Anyways, uh, I'll, I'll give you a quick trivia. Who's thrown up the most in South Beach? <laughs> uh, Lawrence Timmons. Lawrence Timmons. <laughs> <laughs> and who didn't show up for, for work down in South Beach yeah. when he was with the Dolphins? Lawrence yeah. Timmons. <laughs> well, we, well, we don't know who actually threw up the most on South Beach. <laughs> <laughs> He's be close to the tie. I think that guy's puked on that field like three times. Mm. All right, Dave, what's your trivia? All right. Well, I since we had to d- do so much stuff with Dolphins trivia for the contest, yeah. I decided to, to go in a somewhat different direction, and I went with Sunday night football trivia. Okay. So the Pittsburgh Steelers I, I have played a lot on Sunday night football, a, a lot. This is in, in history. This goes back to 1978 was the, last, was the first time I think they played on Sunday night, and this is only regular season. But the Pittsburgh Steelers have played 24 home games 
on Sunday night football, and they have a record of 14 and 10 on Sunday night football at home. They've played even more road games. They've played 32 road games. How many wins do you think they have on the road on Sunday night football out of 32? I'm going to go 10. I was actually thinking uh, 20. I think they have a pretty good Sunday night record, but I could be wrong. They are 16 and 16 on the road on Sunday night football all time. Now, if you go with the Mike Tomlin era, which is 2007, half the games have been since 2007 on the road, Sunday Sunday night football, 16 times. What's their record under Tomlin? 10 wins. Six and 10. Uh, if we go closest <laughs> without going over, it's Jeff. They're nine and seven on the road on Sunday night football. Nice. Mike Tomlin. And the last time they won on the road on Sunday night football. Was that uh, in LA? In Who was the quarterback? Was Duck Hodges. <laughs> yeah, that Duck. was the first start of one Devlin Duck Hodges. That, wasn't that, was, so the, fi- that was the infamous he didn't kill us game. That wasn't SoFi Stadium. That was that other field they played in. Yeah, that was the soccer stadium. Um, Was that the Rickroll game? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, hey, I have a quick question, though. Brian, whatever happened to your cards that we did of the players? Where you go through and and the questions that's kind are, of a, tough they're, easy. they're right here that's kind of an off-season thing. oh okay i, I just wasn't sure and i actually went, have went, i have something like that for you after the show that's a music one that i'm gonna have to do, we we so. went we went through a lot of them um so yeah I, i'm just gonna go ahead i'll redo that in the off-season because i like talking about the games coming up now yeah. to you know jeff brought up the lawrence timmons stuff you brought up doc i just gotta bring this up real quick we're talking about that game in Los Angeles with the Chargers. Whose last game was that as a Pittsburgh Steeler? Whose last game was that yep. game in Final LA? game as a Pittsburgh Steeler was that game. <laughs> 2019. Hmm. I'm trying to think because it was a... All right, final... you know what? I think I might have screwed that up. So disregard that question. <laughs> when you talked about 19, I was thinking, I thought it was Stefan Tuitt's last game. But it, it can't be. So No, because no, he, he played he, in 2020. Yes, yes, he played in 2020. Yeah, I thought okay. he was done. I mean, I thought that was his last game. So No, but that, no, that was his last game for that season, though, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. He had a good 2020. Yeah, yeah I screwed that mm. whole thing up. So we'll, yeah. we'll just... Well, it's because I was, I was thinking, yeah. I was like, wait, it, LeGarrette Blunt was in Tennessee. That wasn't in LA. Yeah. And that wasn't 2019. That was earlier than that. What mm-hmm. Anyways, let's do some final thoughts, shall we, Brian? Redeem yourself. Go ahead. <laughs> I never redeem myself with final <laughs> thoughts unless I make him sappy. But now, hey, you know what? This has been a really interesting week because a lot of people are coming, coming back. And there's a lot of excitement. I've noticed that there's some excitement with the Pittsburgh Steelers. And the big question is, can they keep it going? Is this just an aberration? Or is this a team that that is just going to continue to struggle? Because that was just a game that they did not figure out where they're going. They just got lucky. And that's what some people are actually saying, too. So you're going to find out a lot about a team that's going on the road that only has in the Mike Tomlin era. um, I was, I put the stat together a little bit earlier in the week um, who's nine and seven 
<laughs> on the road. <laughs> Sorry. I told Dave's thunder there. No, I mean, but, you know, it's all right. <laughs> they don't do that well on the road. And as of late, they haven't done that well on the road on Sunday night football. And so there's there's a lot against this team. But you think about it, you're going to find out the measure of the hearts and the chest of this team with the outcome of this game. So this is going to be a real fun to, one to watch. So keep it here on BTSC for all of your Pittsburgh Steeler needs as we lead up to what's going to be, I think, a fantastic game. All right, Dave, final thoughts? Yeah, sometimes when you're missing some players and you play through that adversity and you and you play well, then they come back and you have a tendency to lean on them more. And that's what that's the task for the coaching staff this week is to, hey, just because Minka's back there, you already showed what you can do without Minka. So now you've got to make those plays as well. Oh, just because, you know, you didn't have Pat, Pat Fairmuth in the tight end room, that doesn't mean that, that this, that, or the other thing's not going to happen. You can't completely just say, oh, well, they're back. It's better. That's it. And that, and that this will automatically be a better team because their better players are back. That's something that the Steelers hopefully later this season are going to have to be careful with, with TJ Watt as well. That mentality, that's something you've got to work through. You've got to overcome. You've got to coach around it. This team's got to go down there and under the lights, Hey, you beat Tom Brady. Everyone, you know, a lot of people are paying attention, you know, not, not nearly as many people because that game wasn't very wide spread because the Steelers were very good. Okay. You, you took down Tom Brady last week. Now the, the lights are on you. See if you can back it up and do it again. All right, good stuff. The post game show is going to be Dave and who is Brian? Are you joining Dave? Yeah, I will. Uh, I most likely if, right now. I think I am. I'm 50 50. We just got to see if I get through the uh, idiot protocol. Um, <laughs> the idiot protocol. I can take weeks. Yeah, yeah. I, I know. <laughs> He's only on phase two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had, a, I had a rough show tonight with my knowledge. I right? enough work on the treadmill. <laughs> but that's it's going to be a hamster a, treadmill. Let's say that's, a different, a... that's a different protocol. <laughs> All right. Um, they're going to be there. I've, I'm not going to be on the post-game show this week. I have to get my Let's Ride ready for the next morning. Uh, so make sure you all are checking them out and check out all of our podcasts wherever you get them. But we'll be back next week to get you ready for that final game before the bye week against the Philadelphia Eagles. Steelers haven't won there since the civil war. So that's going to be exciting. Uh, so make sure that's not true, by the way, I don't want anyone going to work tomorrow saying, Oh, they haven't won there since the civil war. That is a joke. So, uh, okay, Dave, why don't you echo us out of here? Uh, well, it's not just oh. the echo. I don't have a voice. So you're ready. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> See ya. Everybody else gets a little tight. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere 
even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.